I spent basically all my free time this past week just opening and returning letters of um, just Christmas cards from all you parishioners. And I have to say, it kept coming to my mind. It's one of the greatest gifts that you receive with the priesthood to be a part of so many people's lives. So I want to thank you for that. And I found it interesting. It was fascinating that the majority of the comments that were written in these Christmas cards was, thank you for speaking the truth about difficult issues and being a shepherd. And I was like, great, because that's exactly what I have to do this week. So the line I'd like to focus on in the gospel is what was said regarding the Magi after they encountered the Christ. They departed by another way. No one who truly encounters the presence of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the flesh, in our world, ever departs the same way they came to Him. question for us is whether that's the experience we are having when we encounter the presence of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist when we come to Mass. Or am I walking out of the church the same way that I walked in at the beginning, unmoved, unconverted. You know, I told you last week that I'm going to be focusing a lot of my homilies on what it means to live authentic masculinity in light of the year of St. Joseph that Pope Francis has proclaimed. And some of the best lessons I've received about this very thing has come when, just when I'm sitting around at parishioners' dinner tables with their family, watching how they interact. One time I was with a family, and one of the girls... She wanted to go out with her friends. She was going to be the only girl with all these other guys. And so the father said, no, that's not okay. You're not doing it. She got upset and left. And the father said to me, you know what the real test of a good father is? You have to love your kids enough to keep saying no. If you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because it's so much easier to just let your kids do whatever they want. Because then you don't have to deal with the drama that's going to come based on your no. And every child is angry when their father says no. But in time they come to understand, you said no because you loved me. Because you were actually trying to protect me. That's why a good father is always willing to say no when he has to. So I had a lot of mixed feelings at our Christmas Masses because I was very happy to see so many faces coming to church. And it's been people that I haven't seen in months or even a year. And it's always good to see more people coming to church. What was difficult was that many of these individuals who have not been coming to Mass for quite some time, along with visitors who came with them, who obviously were not Catholic or did not know what we did not share our belief about the Holy Eucharist, came forward to present themselves to receive Holy Communion. What we don't want to do is ever make anyone feel unwelcome when they come to All Saints Catholic Church. But for someone to not understand what we believe about the Holy Eucharist or to be away from Mass for an unlawful amount of time, say more than one week, and present themselves to Holy Communion as if it's not a problem, is a problem. And it's a problem because unlike the Magi, the people who do that walk away from their encounter with Christ in the Eucharist totally unmoved and unconverted. 
The last message we ever want to send is that it's okay to come to Mass when it's convenient or when it's a special occasion. Because then what we're doing is we're giving our silent approval to their absence or to their unbelief. So this isn't about punishment, it's about protection. The Catholic Church has rules about the necessary conditions to receive the Holy Eucharist for the purpose of protecting. It's a protection of two things, Christ's real presence that we profess as Catholics, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist. And it's a protection of the souls who come to our church to receive Him. And this is for two reasons. To receive the Holy Communion when one does not believe that it is truly Jesus Christ or that when they are not properly disposed to receive Him is called a sacrilege. It means they can jeopardize the salvation of their souls. St. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. This is a problem at the very beginning of the church. You can read in scriptures. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will, will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Therefore, let a man examine himself, examine my life, to see am I properly disposed to receive right now. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, which means without knowing what you are receiving and believing that, eats and drinks condemnation upon himself. To receive the Eucharist without being properly disposed or without believing that it is truly the presence of God in the Holy Eucharist is a condemnation of the soul. It's a sacrilege and it's a profanation. So the last thing we would ever want to do is enable a person to do that very thing. We want to protect them. So what does this mean? So I have to get very specific here. If you do not understand or believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the same way He was present in that nativity when the Magi came to see Him, is truly present in the Holy Eucharist, it is not okay that you receive Holy Communion. If I miss Sunday Mass, unless I was sick or unable to get here, without going to confession first, it is not okay that I receive Holy Communion. If I have missed a holy day of obligation, like last Friday, without going to confession first, it's not okay that I receive Holy Communion. If it has been longer than a year since my last confession, or I am conscious of any mortal sin that I have committed since my last confession, it is not okay that I receive Holy Communion. As a punishment, absolutely not. It's as a protection. It's harmful to your soul and it's an offense against God who is truly present in the Holy Eucharist. And this has nothing to do with a priest's personal opinion. The last thing I ever need to give you or you even want is my opinion. This is the teaching of our church, our faith, and the profession of our scriptures that we, that we believe from the beginning. This is an absolute truth that we all get to choose to accept or reject. It's not an opinion. 
And it's not a priest's job to enforce this. We're not here to enforce regulations, and we can't do it anyway. It is our job to inform you. God says this to the prophets all the time. If you do not warn a man of his sin, he will die. But I will hold you responsible as the shepherd. If you warn him and he chooses not to convert, you will live, but he will die. But if you warn him of his sin and he converts and he changes his ways, then he will live and so will you. That's why it's my job to inform and not to enforce. But we all need to help hold one another accountable when we come to this church. Bring as many people as you can to Mass. But let them know the conditions to receive Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. And that's just, all I'm asking here is that we live our faith with integrity. And that is asking a lot. Because I don't think there's anything more difficult in life than to live with integrity. It's very hard. But it's the only way to live a meaningful life and a faith that will truly convert our souls. We have to be willing to deal with the pain of the change to encounter Christ. Jesus appeared to a nun, St. Margaret Mary Alico, back in the 1700s. It was through her that we got the nine First Fridays devotion. And he appeared to her from the tabernacle, from the Eucharist, saying, Behold the heart that has so loved men that it has spared nothing, even to exhausting and consuming itself, in order to testify to its love. And in return, I receive from the greater part of humanity only in gratitude, by the irreverence and sacrilege, and by the coldness and contempt they have for me in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of my love. But what I feel most keenly is that it is hearts which are consecrated to me that treat me this way. He's talking about priests, religious. No one will be judged more for their dealing of the Holy Eucharist than a priest, I promise you that. God is affected by our unbelief or indifference that we show him in the presence of the Holy Eucharist. It really matters. It matters to him and it matters for the salvation of our souls. We are playing with fire when we come forward to the Blessed Sacrament. And if we are not careful, we will get burned. The Magi traveled a long way to encounter the presence of Christ. And because they were willing to walk that distance, to make that sacrifice, when they truly encountered him, they walked away converted. They were never the same after that encounter. The longest journey of our life is seven inches. It's going from our brain to our heart, taking what we profess and truly incarnating that into our life, professing that with the way I live, with integrity. It's no easy journey, but if we're willing to make it, we will walk away from every time we encounter Christ in the Eucharist transformed. And that's my goal as your Father, to facilitate that encounter. And if to do that, I have to love you enough to say, no, it's not okay to do this, to protect you and to protect Jesus Christ 
so be it. Someday you'll understand why, even if you don't today. If you really want to experience the presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist in a more profound way this coming year, I want to recommend something for every one of us to do, is to buy the book Insinu Yesu. This has been approved by many of the church bishops and cardinals and is being spread around the entire church right now. It's a monk who's began a community of adorers of Christ. All they do every day, all day, is sit in adoration of Christ's presence in the Blessed Sacrament. And he began receiving messages from Jesus, locutions, back in the early 2000s that has now been put into a book called Insinu Yesu. If you read one page a day, I promise you, it will transform your experience of Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist. It will no longer be about the rules that you have to follow. It will become a relationship. The rules that I'm talking about right now are only there to protect the relationship. So to end, I want to read a passage from that book, in Christ's own words to this monk. Make no mistake about this. The renewal of the church will proceed from a great return to the adoration of my real presence in the sacrament of my love. I will purify, heal, and mightily renew all who seek me out in the sacrament of the Eucharist. I will show my face to them. I will speak to their hearts. This is the remedy for the evil that has so disfigured my holy Catholic Church. If we really believe that, if we take it to heart, when we encounter Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, like the Magi, we too will depart by another way. We will be transformed.